Anarchists, violent mobs, arsons, looters, criminals, rioters. Poor kids are just as bright and just as tall as white kids. I said, please don't be too nice. We choose truth over facts. I am your president of law and order. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. In the white room with black curtains. Well, yeah, so a lot going on. We were just talking about Space Jam and Like Mike and basketball movies, though. You want to continue yeah. discussing that? I don't know. It was like, I just remember Like Mike being like, the one scene that I remember out of that is like when his shoes don't work no more, you know? And he's like about to get blocked by, by bro. He's just been ass all, all game, just mm-hmm. been off his shit. And then he just, you know, he shoots that final basket. Right over the the big seven foot guy, right? Mm. He, he he shoots that he shoots that basket, and then it goes in, and everybody cheers, and everybody you know ha, has a good time, you know. And yeah. that, and and I think that's a perfect analogy of really what I what I want for this country. I know you're you're writing your book, the la, the buzzer feeder. That's, yeah, that's 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 what I want. You know, I yep. want that like Mike moment. Yeah, that's that what like we need. We need a like Mike moment. We are now the left. In general, our shoes don't work in this analogy. (laughs) The shoes do not work. The shoes do Do not work. Do you remember how the shoes got the superpowers? Well, did they like hit like an electrical line, like the drug? No, yeah, because you know how like like in the hood, there's always shoes on the wires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the shoes are on the wires and get struck by lightning and then get like superpowers. And I don't know how like Michael Jordan's involved, but he is. (laughs) And. Like he's like on the plane that the lightning also hits. Like I don't fucking know. Michael yeah. Jordan's somehow involved in this equation. Yeah, so. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. But fucking, but fucking, and and I think this was like you ever seen that TikTok where the white kid is in like New York and is like, here's how you can make some some free cash. Go into this neighborhood, go up to the power lines, get some shoes, clean them. Oh, I have to the seen thrift that. shop and sell it. Yeah, you remember that shit. Yeah, and and then like he got like jumped. <laughs> Cause he, he like got took, yeah, because he took someone's like dead Damn. brother's shoes off the fucking wires. Damn. <laughs> yeah, and I think the beginning of white kids going into the hood and stealing shoes off of uh, <laughs> fucking the electrical wiring was that movie. Motherfuckers thought they could go get superpowers. Damn. <laughs> that's that's crazy. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Wait, do you not remember that shit? No, I don't remember that shit. I, I remember seeing that TikTok. Of it like going viral and shit, but I did not hear the aftermath of him getting his ass beat. Which yeah, I mean, if no, you take that... if you if you take shoes off a wire, and there's a very very good chance, you know, I may be I may be are. confusing it with, or I think this just also happened. There was a kid that was spray painting over graffiti and like adding to it, like some NYU kid uh, who like was a Playboy Cardi fan, and then he um he tagged over Zexor's um like. Art, I forgot where, under a bridge somewhere, and like, and yeah, just completely got jumped. But then, what's crazy is he then posts on Instagram him riding around with the NYPD trying to find the guys <laughs> that jumped him. That um, is wild. Just, that is a yeah. wild ass fucking shit. Oh my god. Which just shows how far hip hop culture has gone gotten from where it was like started because like imagine being someone who's like yeah i'm a graffiti artist let me cooperate with the police like that's yeah. so fucking wild <laughs> like that's it's really the wildest shit 
Yeah, let, let, let me tell him I, uh, I got jumped because of my vandalism, and let, let's get this sorted out so I can vandalize in peace, you know? Yeah, help, like, help that's so... Yeah, that alone is wild. Like, yeah. let, let alone the whole, like, cultural significance of it. But, yeah, just the fact, like, you, you're also breaking the law, dipshit. Like, what the fuck? You're also... <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so fucking wild. Um. Anyway, so, welcome back to Inside Agitator. A lot of shit's going on. Um... We are recording this the night that the eviction moratorium is ex- being extended. It's unclear how just yet, but the Biden administration claims that they're going to do it. Um, and the night of the the Congress election in Ohio's 11th district where Nina Turner sadly just lost um, to Chantel Brown, the centrist-backed candidate. Um, super disappointing news there. Not necessarily shocking news. It wasn't looking good for her. And um, Clyburn rappled in from the rafters again to rally the black vote against Nina Turner, um, as she does. And the same day Clyburn was marching with Chantel Brown, Bernie Sanders is with Nina Turner. And as we know, we don't want that old white man here. Get him out. Boo. (laughs) Um, And you know what's so wild? I remember one of our mutual friends saying that about Bernie all the time. Like, do we really need another old white man? And then when it came to Biden, I never heard them say that. Yeah. Oh <laughs> you know God. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that was, like, such a fucking... <laughs> but, yeah, because that's the narrative. Like, Nina Turner's, like, this Bernie bro. You know, her support comes from the white man. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, like, this yeah. whole thing. And, and the media's framing almost was more generous than you'd expect, considering everything. Oh, two people from two wings of the party oppo- hat running, you know, that are opposing or running. It was not like the evil Nina Turner challenges the centrist. I mean, some of the framing, especially when you read the whole article, was like that. But the media actually played like somewhat nice with it. But the Democrats like did not at all. Like they played hardball and poured so much money into Chantel Brown. And you know what the sad part is, I think, and this also has to do with the eviction moratorium thing. I think people really have given up on electoral politics. Like even myself... I would have given a lot more money to the Nina Turner campaign with the texts I'm getting. Oh, they just, you know, the big the big Democrats just brought these corporate ads for Chantel Brown. You know, why don't you uh, why don't you donate twenty seven dollars? Like, I totally would have been susceptible for that. But I'm at a point where I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm just kind of and I think most people like that. So I think they had a little trouble fundraising compared to, you know, previous efforts where you're doing this grassroots small donation thing. And it ties to the eviction moratorium thing because in the same hand, you saw AOC um, – really, Cori Bush is who should get the credit. Cori Bush um, and activists. But Cori Bush was really the squad member that was pushing it. AOC kind of almost showed up later um, that were out in front of the Capitol you know, protesting the eviction moratorium expiring. And like barely anyone's there. you know. Back at, like a while ago, that would have been like a ton of people. And that caught, led a lot of people online to be like – oh, it's a stunt, it's just a bunch of AOC staffers, it's not even real people. And I'm like, I just don't think that's true. I do think they were real people there. Um, but what I do think is true is that, like, it is kind of bullshit for AOC to show up and, like, you know, wave and say all this and, like, and and make this big show when, you know, over a month ago, Kavanaugh, you know, was like, we're not going to extend the eviction moratorium. It's fucking unconstitutional, whatever the fuck. And Biden just didn't say shit for, like, a month. Until, you know, three days before the eviction moratorium. And then, to relate it back more to AOC and Congress, they fucking call recess fucking and without bringing it to a floor vote. 
Um, and they could do that. I looked into this. They could have brought it to a floor vote. Um, and, and why they didn't do that? Because some Democrats are against extending the eviction moratorium. And they don't want to fucking have those people on the record. When, meanwhile, if you want to build a movement, if you want to primary these people, if you want to change the dynamics of the party, you do want to get these people on the record as wanting 6.5 million families to be evicted. And what's really double super clever about all this shit, they wait to the last minute, their hands are tied, Nancy Pelosi starts coming up with wild excuses um, and saying, though, it's the CDC's fault, even though they didn't ask them until like three days before to fucking get it taken care of. Um, and there was just this half-assed last-minute effort that then led to um, it expiring for a day, really. Um, and... 70k people in metro atlanta were evicted um families i saw a post from a lawyer talking about a family with kids that was put on the streets before 5 30 today when biden announced that they would be extending the eviction moratorium and also they just announced that they would be they haven't really said how or like done it quite yet um we are recording this like hours after the announcement so to be seen but like it almost is like they let it expire so that you could get some people out. You could start greasing the wheels. You can get – and this is the other big thing where it's, there's this big labor shortage that the Democrats are unprepared to respond to because the response would be higher wages and incentivizing people to get back to work. The same, same essential workers they were applauding, but they're not interested in that. So what they are interested in is prison labor camps. Both parties have a huge stake in them. And – that's been the solution to the labor shortage to the point where, like, I forgot who it was, Politico, Washington Post, one of the fucking, you know, rags, put out this article, the solution to the labor shortage, prison labor. And this is days before. At this time, you know, the eviction moratorium wasn't going to get extended. This is days before it's about to expire. And in L.A., they're criminalizing homelessness. They're saying that to be sleeping in the public view, to, like, have your stuff uh, out in the public, like, is, is cr- a criminal offense. So that it literally, it's like, it's so clear that the plan is, oh, we'll just throw these people in jail and throw them 30 cents, pay them 30 cents an hour like slaves to work. Um, and that, and, and guess what? A lot of people did meet that fate today and did face down the barrels of guns. There was videos on Venice Beach of police clearing out all the tents with assault rifles, pouring them in people's faces, horrified with their hands up. And like, that happened. And now the Democrats get to do this big show and the Biden gets to do this big show. Oh, we did it. We stopped it. And... You know, Cory Bush really did stay out there and camp out there and, you know, did the whole thing and, and really pushed for it. AOC kind of showed up later and didn't really. And even Bernie and all these people, it's like, I don't know, man. I'm just disappointed with all of them. And I think they're the reason why people are giving up on electoral politics and, like, not really supporting Nina Turner. Like, and I think if they were doing, fighting the good fight and at least putting the effort in, doing things like force the vote, doing things like bring the eviction moratorium to a floor vote, putting pressure on corporate Democrats um, and building a public movement that fights back against them and creates pressure, people would be throwing money in Nina Turner's campaign, still feeling like there's hope and energy. But they are really just contributing to this just cloud of just, you know, melancholy that everyone's in where they just feel like, you know, nothing better is possible because that's basically what they're selling us. Um, and I don't know. I'm just... It's a, it, 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 it's, a, it's really disappointing. It's really disappointing because it didn't have to be this way. And, and the, who knows how many families were evicted today? Who knows how many kids, like that's such a trauma to go through that to not have to be unhoused. And so, so many people, I'm sure it was thousands. We don't know how many hundreds of thousands, however many people it was that were unhoused today, facing down the barrel of a gun. It's a good thing it wasn't 6.5 million, but it didn't have to be anybody. Yeah. Um, and 
and it's the Democrats, and it's not incompetence. I think they almost want to make it look like incompetence or that their hands were tied. But I really think that it's purposeful, and the fact that ideologically <laughs> they just they want. And you know what's funny? Ideologically, it's not even about wanting to make landlords whole, because the reality of it is. And and please do not mistake me. I am not playing the world's smallest violin for landlords. Fuck landlords. We are a pro the Chinese land reform podcast. Fuck <laughs> landlords. But I, I I but small landlords in multiple states, especially New York, that didn't hand out any of the funds that were allocated for this, didn't get made whole by the government, and the funds were withheld, and they were not paid by the government for people's rent that wasn't being paid. And and this comes at a time when BlackRock is going around the nation and crushing any kind of small competition and just buying up all this property so that they can have a monopoly on it. And three fucking executives at BlackRock are in Biden's, like, staff. And and so you're going to tell me that those people did had no idea about the eviction moratorium? They fucking forgot? They're incompetent? They knew exactly what the fuck they were doing. And and, and th- that influences the same reason why landlords weren't made whole and money didn't go out. Because ideologically, Democrats, the people that wield this power, they want people to have to work to live and survive. They want a cheap labor c- source. They want people pressured. They want people under all these threats of being unhoused and this, that, and the third. That's how they think they motivate people. And ideologically, on top of that, they also want to... You know, like any pause on upper wealth redistribution that was going to happen from the pandemic was completely taken and reworked to become an even more intense kind of upper wealth redistribution. And this is like such a good example of it and how, oh, they made a big show. We allocated funds for landlords. We're going to extend the eviction moratorium. And like then literally none of the funds or barely any of the funds went to anybody and basically causing a lot of people to foreclose, lose properties, go into debt. And then allowing BlackRock to just go in and buy up everything, um, and 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 while they while their lackeys in the media are publishing articles like it's time for the U.S. to become a nation of renters, millennials want to let go of attachments and housing. Like like basically, they want us to have to work every month to make meet rent. They don't want anyone to be living in a house they paid for and able to survive, like doing their own yeah, side hustles they, and stuff. They don't That's want not anybody what they want. to be able to retire and then enjoy the. The latter years of their life, they want them to work until they fucking croak and get the most uh-huh. out of them that they can. That too, that too, and yeah, you can't fucking retire if you're a renter, yeah. barely. No, that doesn't really fucking happen. You can't. And yeah, save. so you that really that shit's save, just honestly. all too much, you know? Because yep. rent is just so damn high yep. already, you know? Like you the rent is be... too damn high. <laughs> the rent is too damn high. <laughs> For some comic Goat. relief, goaded. Can we can we play him real quick? <laughs> I haven't seen that. You can edit thing. him in later. Do a soundboard. I'll do it. I, do a soundboard. We okay. I'll add that to the soundboard. That's, yeah, that's but funny uh, that because that's a good one. Rent does come up, but yeah. fucking one last point on the eviction thing. Um, before we move on, is mm-hmm. just that like everyone came out and was like like every wheel of the Democratic establishment was coming out to be like oh, we can't do this, here's the reasons why, we don't have a legal justification, the bureaucracy doesn't move fast, la, 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 Nancy Pelosi saying, oh, it was the CDC bureaucrat's decision to not extend it, making it like they had no hand that they could have possibly played. So the point where, like, you, t- if you're a reasonable person who knows a lot about the mechanisms of power, you'd be like, 
oh, well, what could they have done? I think that was the CDC's to extend. It almost like kind of made sense. But Congress could have brought it to a floor vote, and they took a recess to go home while unhousing everybody else. But anyway, Biden announces at 5.30 p.m. today, we're going to extend the eviction moratorium. The White House is on it. We're going to make sure it happens. Mm-hmm. So they could have done it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. were lying. <laughs> like, they, yeah, they, yeah. They literally just like, oh, shit, we could have. Damn. And, and like, it's like I'm they just sorry. got high and forgot. Like they just got no, high yeah, and, and I'm not buying Apex that. Legends for three days. And did, you know? No, like exactly. That. Exactly, bro. Like, yeah. literally. Like, oh, my bad, bro. I didn't see this text. Oh, like, that. that's the type. I'm <laughs> exactly, not buying that. Exactly. Like, yeah. The fucking, especially when your staff, you got three guys that are at BlackRock. Of course they know about the eviction yeah, moratorium. Yeah, well, it's yeah. like, yeah, these motherfuckers are on this shit. All of them, even Nancy Pelosi, have investments in the real estate industry and in all this shit. They all know. They all want to keep the money trickling up. It, they're not fucking idiots. And like, and it's so wild that people buy this shit. Okay. And speaking of Nancy Pelosi, I want to read a couple of her tweets real quick. On Thursday, at POTUS asked Congress to pass an extension of the eviction moratorium. Sadly, it's clear the Senate is not able to do so in any legislation in the House. Therefore, won't be sufficient to extend the moratorium. Action is needed. It must come from the administration. And then today, it's, it's, that was a, what? That was the second, right? Yeah. And so today, three hours ago, from when we're recording this. Today is a day of extraordinary relief. <laughs> extraordinary relief. Yeah, Thanks Nancy Pelosi's the- extraordinary relief that she's about to make less money. Yeah. Woo, thank God. Woo, I got enough for that Porsche. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> anyway. Um, thanks to the leadership of POTUS. <laughs> the intermittent fear of eviction and being put out on the street has been lifted for countless families help is here democrats have worked tirelessly for this action (laughs) they've worked tirelessly for this action which is based on public health needs tirelessly but you know what's funny you know what's funny cory bush aoc as democrats oh we work tirelessly and they keep everybody in the fold and so I'm I'm saying two things tonight. Everyone should have gave more of a fuck about electoral politics because we could have gotten Nina Turner in there who might have lit a fire under the squad's ass. But in the same hand, I don't blame them for not giving a fuck because here these people go like not really doing what, what they're supposed to do. And at the end of the day, what they really accomplish is a continuation of this suffering. But like this feeling that there's a victory. This feeling that there's a that there's a movement that resists this shit and that's growing, and I think it gives like a lot of liberals that like do are sympathetic to these causes, this like relief, like oh well you know there are rising stars in the party and there's these young people that care and they're out there at the Capitol, so I don't got to worry about it. it's all good, and not really raise an issue with the Democrats, and 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 I think that damage is way more damaging than the benefit. And I mean, at the end of the day, a huge props to Cori Bush. I think she just saved millions of families from eviction. But I think it was also the activists on the steps, really. And what Cori Bush in part accomplished while doing that was giving the Democrats a route to say like, yeah, we're the ones that stopped this. We did it. But meanwhile, the same Democrats, the same party, and it, and Lord knows it's not the same party, we're talking about an election that, you know, the Democrats just won over another Democrat. People are competing with each other. It's not really the same party. 
But that same party are the people who wanted to benefit from this moratorium not being extended. Um, and the people at the top who let however many families we've yet to find out be evicted. And so and, – and it puts a nice smiling face on what is at this point a very corporate and corrupt party. And it's not that these, these the squad members don't pay lip service to how corrupt it is, but perhaps maybe not enough. And and like and for example, Senator Schumer is like on the steps with Cory Bush and AOC, and it's like Chuck Schumer can grease the wheels to have made this happen before he was on the steps. But what's he's doing? He's there with the photo op, and who's photo oping with him? Cory Bush and AOC, and like and so and and I get the game they're trying to play the political game. It's expedient, but I think uh, I I think even people who were against forced the vote would agree that like. There was a huge missed opportunity to bring this to a floor vote, a huge missed opportunity, and that it just looked so bad to the American people that a Democrat-run Congress called recess and went home when millions of Americans are on the line. Like, and how do you? And people know that. People remember that. And and Republicans will use that and and claim that they're the pro-family values. Be like, like, yeah, and that's we, what's we so crazy. We wouldn't have let that happen if you just. Meanwhile, totally, they would have. Yeah, but they're no. to- yeah. <laughs> they're the pro death cult. They would have been like, "Yep, everybody's got to get out tomorrow." It's not even that like it's over. It's you. We've actually has built to a get... huge furnace in Wyoming, yeah. and all the homeless people are going in it. So that's you know the, yeah. you, you know those big domes that Kanye built in Wyoming. It's actually our little center where we're just gonna send everybody. So uh, everybody, pack up your stuff. Actually, don't pack up your stuff. We'll have people come clean it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, and twenty uh, percent of you are going to be under the Denver airport. Um, we have. <laughs> <laughs> You're going down to the negative fifty fourth floor, right next to the lava pit. <laughs> right next to the but, resident dinosaur lava pit. Right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, underneath the aliens. Yeah, but exactly. yeah, uh, fucking I, yeah, literally, bro. I, I, I mean, like, so it's so bullshit. But this is why people don't fo- go out and vote for the Democrats. And this is why people don't think that the government works for them. And this is why people don't give a fuck. And this is why, you know, when you talk to people, like, actually in communities that are suffering, they're just like, yeah, motherfuckers here don't vote. We survive. And, like, that's a real fucking opinion that a lot of – and that's a viewpoint that really exists. And, like – and then the mistrust that people have with authority because of all this shit – is exactly what leads to them not being vaccinated and us having this Delta variant, like, absolutely fuck us in the ass. So, like, it, it, until we build trust back and actually have institutions and politicians and leaders and people in power that represent us, wh- how the fuck can you be mad at people? Like, yeah. For, for, yeah. Like, yeah. Gen- generally, over the years, of America's track record is not great whatsoever. So, why, you know, why would you trust anything at this point? Yeah. If you've just been beaten by the system your entire life. In some yeah. way, shape, or form, because there's a lot of ways, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, and I mean, and I mean, and especially if you're black, like I feel like you like why the fuck? Why would you get the vaccine? They fucking sterilized people in North Carolina with the fucking last one. Like that shit's great. Like yeah, it's it fucking it's wild. It's fucking wild. And and, and it's decades of like the WMD lie is responsible for fifteen percent of the unvaccinated people. The fucking, like, all these things that happened in the, or in the American, like, psyche as, like, betrayals of the media, government, authorities, institutions. The opioid epidemic, I bet, is mainly responsible for why people don't want to get vaccinated. 
because they don't trust the healthcare industry. It's the same people that killed their three cousins and their uncle. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just and a, a lot. Yeah. No. For me, my big hesitation with it, I ultimately got it, was I remember being put on ADHD medication and it being horrible. And it, like, completely just wreaking havoc on my brain. Because they gave a fucking a child meth, basically. Yeah. And, like, like diet you know, meth. It's literally diet yeah. meth. And so how the fuck... Oh, yeah, let me inject this experimental shit from the same companies in my... Like, what the fuck? What do I look like? You know? So I had huge fucking... I had huge reservations about it. I got it pretty early, and I and I did it. You know, I wanted to... I wanted to make sure I was good and, you know, I have grandparents, but a fucking, you know, a huge reservations. And obviously it's fucking rushed. We all got to get the booster and then this, that, and the third. And the biggest thing with that, it, just while we're on it, because we've never really talked about it on the pod before, is that if people still had a family doctor that they went to and could afford to go to over and over again and a healthcare system that wasn't so atomized and just like you're a cattle in the line. People would trust their doctor enough to get the vaccine, but people don't have that experience. They're treated like cattle. They, their insurance and this, that is constantly changing. They can't go to the same doctor. Oh, this guy's out of network now. He's too expensive. Got to go here. People don't have what they used to have where, oh, they have a relationship with a doctor that they can trust and be like, oh, you're going to tell me to get it. All right, well, I trust my doctor. People don't fucking have that anymore. We eliminated that in this country. We priced it out. So like – and now, and now, all the people who are rich enough to have those kind of things and feel secure in this, in this, under this government, are then turning their nose up at all the people that are like, don't, don't fucking trust it, and that really makes me sick to my stomach. I'm equally outraged at the people who are, um, who are talking down to the people, the anti-vaxxers, as you would say. Because I think that's also a huge part of the reason why people are like, fuck you, I'm not getting it. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm exactly. saying? Yeah. Wait, you're, wait, you're not going to take the vaccine? Wait, wait, you don't trust science? Da, 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 da. And it's just like so like condescending every single exactly. time. It's like, I'm better than you because I got the vaccine. And that's always the sentiment behind it. Anytime any, like I've ever heard of anybody, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. In, at least in real life, you know what I mean? Like I've heard that in real life. No, I'm saying, and, like, people are really ridiculous about it and uh, just so, like, you know, self-righteous about it. Um, And, you know, which plays into a much larger dynamic and kind of uh, psychosis in this fucking country. But, yeah, I don't know, bro. I'm just, like, I have concerts I want to go to, bro. I bought tickets. Like, I, I don't, I can't have this happen again. I had I had I had a whole tour planned last summer. I was gonna follow the dead around all these different concert tickets, and it got canned. I can't have it happen to me again. Like I need the I need the government to not fuck this up worse than they fucked it up last time, which is what's happening. Like I think we surpassed the infection rate. Like we're at our highest right now, and the Delta variant's been like the main thing in the U.S. for weeks. But since we're like building back better and back to normal, everyone's just like, like it's fucking yeah. wild, bro. Yeah, everybody's just trying to build that personal brand so they ain't got to worry about the problems anymore mm-hmm. instead of worrying about fixing it. Yeah, that's true, too. That's a huge... And that, I think, is maybe an even larger contributing factor to why people aren't pulling up to extend the eviction more. You know what I'm saying? Because people are just, people are just you know, trying to trying to make sure they have a place to, over their uh, head. And so, and 
just to go back to kind of, I think, the initial thing, we wanted to talk about baby on this episode, but this stuff's probably more important um, than, than his. We can talk about him for a little. I don't want to give too much time to him. Yeah, I don't want to give too much time to but, that. But, but we well, we should make fun of him for a little bit. We totally should. Yeah. But yeah, I just, you know. No, I just, I, electoralism matters to an extent when, like, we probably could have gotten Nina Turner in there with a little more effort and a little more fire behind them. But that isn't on the people. And Democrat brain is to, like, blame people for not caring and being inspired. And it's like, and it's like, it's your job to inspire. It's our job as people involved in politics to inspire people and have an agenda that they feel passionate about and is going to help them that they go fight for. We have completely failed to do that. Um, we have completely failed to do that. And, like, I think it's at the point where a lot of the people who are sympathetic to the argument someone like Nita Turner makes does not believe that change is going to come from the political system. And that is a really tough thing to square. Um, and that's, you know, I, I'd love to hear our listeners' thoughts on that. I really don't – I, I kind of don't know where – because I'm, I'm on both sides with it kind of. I kind of don't trust the electoral process. I don't trust AOC. I don't trust the squad. But I also really wanted to get Nina Turner in there, and I'm disappointed there wasn't the energy behind her that existed prior to all the disenfranchisement of the Biden administration. That kind of just has us all fucking browbeaten, you know. Um, so yeah, that. But but so now we can be on a less serious topic. <laughs> <laughs> so the baby goes on a homophobic rant, talking about HIV and AIDS and. Saying, spouting really weird, just really, really weird. Can we just talk about how weird that is? You could have just It was said, so weird. Can you, you could have just said, everybody put your phone up. Yeah. And you could have been done with it, and none of this yeah. would have happened. Yeah, so we'll edit in, hit what he said right here. Yeah. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like that up. Lady, if your pussy smell like water, put a cell phone light in the uh. Fellas. Lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking nigga dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lights Let's in the Let's be up. real about this shit. Yeah, keep it fucking real. Some of y'all niggas suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. Um, but yeah, like, what, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, why? why? And I get the kind of like, you know, last, last one, last one there is a rotten egg. It's kind of like, if you don't put your phone up, you're a dick sucking dirty blah, blah, like what the fuck like yeah. it's like it's like it's like what the and then all right so you say that <laughs> so you say that which is like worse i you know we were talking about this at work I, one of my coworkers said he could have just said the f word and like that would have been more recoverable than what yes, he said exactly because it was like so targeted and like and like why bring up AIDS? Like, why? <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's like he was trying to be edgy and make a joke and, like, double down on it. Like, almost like he was leaning into it. It's this weird. It's so weird. And also, why is that where your mind's at? Like, here's a great moment. You're performing at Rolling Loud. What the fuck? And then the word, the best guy is the DJ, who's like, yeah, some of y'all be sus. Like, the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like, he's like, come on now, tell the truth now. Like, he's just yeah, like, like, endorsing it along with it. A hundred percent, which, I mean, it shows that the, it really is kind of a dominant thing in the culture. And I do. <laughs> I'm sorry, homophobic hype, man, is yeah. kind of a crazy-ass concept. <laughs> it's just it, so but what I, It kind of isn't. It kind of isn't. <laughs> 
that's the wild part. I mean, we it's witnessed like, it happen in real time. Like, yeah. <laughs> but the and, and I feel like that totally is some shit that like is said at clubs. And is said in a lot of songs and is said in a lot of performances. And we are just now hitting a point where, like, rap culture has been accepted in this mainstream zeitgeist where, like, you have someone like DaBaby who's coming from, like, the the scene in North Carolina where you are in, like, a club for a 50K performance and you do say shit like that and you do got a DJ saying wild shit like that and about women and about this, that, and the third. Like... And he's at Lollapalooza, a completely different thing in this completely different go- – and all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. And that's enough of a dynamic and, like, culture difference to, like, you make that mistake on stage. You say a really fucked up thing that's so offensive to people that are just trying to enjoy their time at Lollapalooza. It's a disgusting thing to say. I'm not making excuses for him. But you could have recovered from it. You could have come out and put out the statement off rip to be like, hey, you know, I'm learning. I'm growing. Call me in. Don't call me out. Like, I want to learn and grow. That's really fucked up. I said that. I didn't mean to hurt any. Like, off rip, he could have, like, been like, you know, I, I, I'm i from North Carolina. Like, I'm, you know, it's different. Like, he, there's, there was a way to work that. And he did. You saw his final statement that he put out just, like, yesterday, which basically said, said exactly that. It was... I'm actually going to pull it up uh, just real quick. But but he, still, what a weird apology. What a weird just like Instagram story. Yeah, to, so here it is. Social media moves so fast that people want to demolish you before you even have the opportunity to grow, educate, and learn from your mistakes. As a man who has had to make his own way from very difficult circumstances, having people I know publicly working against me, knowing what, that what I needed was education on these topics and guidance has been challenging. I appreciate the many people who came to me with kindness, kindness, who reached out to me privately to offer wisdom, education, resources. That's what I needed, and it was received. I apologize to the LGBTQ community for the hurtful and triggering comments I made. Again, I apologize for my misinformed comments about HIV AIDS, and I know education on this is important. Love to all. God bless. So if he put that out right after what he said, he probably would have been fine. I really think that it probably would have been fine. I think it like it would have blown over. But like this came like a week after him doubling the fuck down hard on his comments and saying like worse shit. And so just for context, me and my co-host here are from North Carolina and and in the hip hop industry. And the baby's like who made it possible to make it out of North Carolina? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, to be superstar level or even get, yeah. like, remotely to that point. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like it, I, it was such a big deal when he made the XXL list. So we knew people who knew Stunna for Vegas, who's into Baby's crew. And we had friends who would, like, one time went to a show and were backstage with Stunna and all them. And they had one blunt on them. And when the cops all of a sudden show up, Plain, like plain clothes, but with the vests on and the badges like on the necklace, guns in everyone's faces. Writ wrote up everyone for the smallest infractions, including our friends who had like one blunt, like all this shit, like like literally like, and like wrote up everyone, all these guns, all this shit, like took everyone to fucking jail, and like they were just on their asses. And so I've been to like six or seven to baby shows just because at like being in North Carolina. Huge fan of hip hop. He was like who you'd go see, and I remember the baby back when he would like go around wearing a diaper for attention. Yeah, so exactly, so yeah. for the record, like 
none of this is shocking to me. Yeah, I thought about that too. How could we trust this man who wore a diaper out to like a music festival? Yeah, no, like <laughs> to the, not say it, some crazy I, shit at some point in his career. No, literally, like here is like a, a deranged man off rip. So like you know, and but what was so inspiring about it was there are multiple occasions I pulled up to a show and he was being horrifically harassed by police, and I saw the progression of like these smaller shows being harassed by the police, smaller shows being harassed by the police. I had the opportunity to go to the XXL show in New York that he performed at. I this is after like months after watching him in Greensboro be thrown on the hood of a car with a broken arm and the cops fucking with his cast, fucking with him, fucking with his whole crew, coming out of nowhere when he pulled up to the show. Like, literally, like, in across the street from Woolworths where the first sit-ins happened, like, in Greensboro, North Carolina. They literally got this man on the hood of the car. I wish I had a picture of it. Like, it's literally under the Woolworths sign. Like, and he really did overcome, like, this insane amount of adversity. And then on top of that, beat a murder charge. Which I think makes you feel invincible. People forget this in the story. There was uh, allegedly what happened was he had peep ops that were beefing with him that pulled up on him in Walmart and he shot them in self defense. There's another side of the story that's now been more popularized now that people are hating on the baby. People used to shit on this as a conspiracy theory, but now all of a sudden everyone's saying it. But and and I almost kind of believe this, which is that they were just two kids from the hood that were like huge fans of the baby at the time. He was up a coming local rapper and like try to get a photo with him. And then he acted weird, and they got into, like, a fight, like, fisticuffs, and then he just, like, murdered someone in Walmart. And he got off on it with good lawyers and self-defense, and, like, you know, he ended up beating yeah. the charge. Like, label support and everything. Like Yeah, label, yeah exactly, because yeah. he had kind of blown up. Um, it, honestly, off the power of murdering somebody um, was a huge part of a lot of the hype. The, the diaper didn't quite do it. Um, and... And and I'm saying all these criticisms. I'm I was a huge to baby fan and supporter. I like really was so happy to just see somebody from North Carolina make it past all that adversity, make it past like a police system that literally has units designed to fuck with rappers. Like, you know, it, it's a very real difficult thing that he overcame. And and I got to see him in New York with people in Times Square like chanting his name. Like he was the most hype act to come out. And like there were a lot of good acts that night. It was ten sick acts. And people were crazy about him. He's in the crowd. People like running up to touch him. It was it was crazy to see him come up from where he came up to that level. And even just over the past two years, prior to like this homophobic rant, I've been like heartbroken, like heart. And I feel like you probably feel the same way about just the shit that he's done publicly, the quality of the music he's put out, and how he's kind of just like blown what is like a huge opportunity. Yeah, I don't know. It's just very. It's very weird to see because it's like one of like I definitely was keeping up with like I was really big into like the behind the scenes of like real goats and all the dope ass videos that they were putting out and what they did and all the stuff. It just felt like it like it's lost a lot of that like you know I don't know authenticity. Yeah, exactly. I feel like well, when you so get, I feel like it's what's what happens when you get rich, you know? Yes, yes. I feel like um, it's just like you lose a lot of your relatability in a way. So I was trying not to rant forever but one of the points i was going to go into was that i think what i personally saw and the best way to tell the story is even just the shows that i went to it went from smaller shows he's pulling up with his whole crew last time i saw him pull up with his whole crew was the time that the cops threw them all in the hoods of their cars in greensboro and that was just after i think 
that was the one where it was like packing the mail it's gone had just gone like double platinum so he bought everyone in the crew like these like bape camo wrapped like chrysler 300s and they pulled up and like eight of them to the show cops had them on the hood of every single one and then after that bro i never saw him really pull up with a huge crew again it was like maybe stunna like you know and then like a lot of his like corporate team and shit and then he really started fucking with whatever labels plugged in with spotify he's like plugged in with them and it was a lot of spotify people in like industry suits around him um as time went on so where i think the final show i ever saw him at was thrown by spotify's house party and it was really funny like he used to his appearances he'd like come out do a whole bunch of songs be all up with the crowd in this this was like 30 minutes pop on stage do a couple songs out dip highly controlled lots of people around him huge team and like super high budget like performance like he would perform just like at like ratchet venues and this was like they had sets for photo ops they had hors d'oeuvres they had like a they had built a saloon in this warehouse with like unlimited hennessy at the bar yeah and yeah like i remember the, yeah i remember that i remember the hennessy bar you were at yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and so fu- yeah exactly and I so it's like done it was yeah. done all the way the fuck up and like literally like you just saw that progression and that was around the time shortly after that that he like like got into it with the hotel worker that tried to take a photo with him and like and all these kind of incidents of him like remember when he made fun of the the flight attendant's hair on the plane like you got to have your hair like making this low wage employee like he was like shitting no, on her I did not see that but there were all these things that happened that started to kind of fuck with his star and then like honestly and and this is what you were kind of talking about the music he started to just make music that like I think those label kind of industry suits were telling him to make where it was like hey you're really popular as a meme with Fortnite kids Let's make music for, like, children. Let's have you rap over this, like, the this same, like, almost, like, child beat. And, like, it's just, like, it, it was just, yeah, like. Yeah, let's have you, let's have you diss Jojo Siwa. It's yeah, like, yeah, Do you yeah. remember that? that? I remember when that came out. I was like, did this nigga just call Jojo Siwa a bitch? Like, yeah, why? Bro. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, who would fucking care about that other than a 14-year-old? Like, yeah, exactly. You know bro, and literally, thank you for bringing that up. I forgot about that. But, like, yeah. that's, like, such a perfect encapsulation of what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, and. And another thing about the baby, you know, it's uh, the there's like his antics. I think some of it helped his career too, because you remember whenever he beat up that guy in the Louis Vuitton store, and the dude was like pressing. Bro, him and so shit. what I was saying, he had a cast on his arm when the police were throwing him on the hood of his car. Yeah, the cast was, on his arm was from uh, beating the shit out of that dude at the mall. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. that shit had just and like that was. You know what's funny? He bought all those cars and wrapped them in camo because you're right. The reason I think the song had gone double platinum was because that video of him beating the shit out of that dude in the mall went viral. And he released that song, Carpet Burn, where he's talking about fucking the dude that he fought in the mall's girl. And and, and fucking and that shit went crazy. And so all of a sudden he was like this huge star. And, uh, and yeah, Greensboro, I believe, was that was before the XXL show. And so it was really cool to like juxtapose him being thrown on the hood of a car in North Carolina than him actually making it and being accepted in this mainstream world. Um, and then to now see what's kind of happened and him squander that. Like I've been on the fact that he's been squandering it for like basically shortly after I saw him at that Spotify show. It was like, damn, all of a sudden he's like shitting on flight attendants, doing this, that, and the third. But then the real egregious thing that I think was the beginning of like his downfall was he kind of got canceled on Twitter because remember – 
Do you remember the kids that were trying to sell him snacks a couple weeks ago? Yeah, and then he he was like, they blocked themselves from their own blessing and like that. Yeah, shit. and like, me, and they asked him for like three hundred bucks for a box of snacks. Just like he has, he's wearing like tens of thousands of dollars of jewelry in this like thing. He's in a Mercedes Sprinter van, and these kids are smart. Like they're not gonna ask for twenty, ask for three hundred, of course. Get, like get that bag, like I respect that. And he's like, oh, I'm not gonna get played by a child, which like what an insane complex <laughs> that. Like he's like. <laughs> um, and he likes. <laughs> oh man! And he slams the door on them. And I literally think, like, this might be like a little conspiratorial, but like, I literally think there's a direct like causation between that video going viral and like all the social justice warriors on Twitter being pissed at the baby. Rightly so. He was a dick in that situation. Like, fuck him. Mm-hmm. And then him being like. Ah well, I'm gonna make fun of the bleep on stage, like fuck yeah, them, and like like, like yeah. I'm gonna double down on being like a country boy who doesn't give a fuck about this woke shit, and like boy did it backfire, like yeah. like yeah, and then Why it was did... just yeah. Also, I had heard something about little like he was mad at Little Nas X because of a line in his new song "Industry Baby." I don't know if you listen to that yet with no. Jack Harlow. But also, there was a lot. Did he? Not only has he stole Kevin Kazi's songs, he's now stealing like Kevin Kazi's artwork. That's all I noticed about Industry Baby. The cover literally looks like the cover to Kevin Kazi shit. That's kind of crazy. I haven't, I haven't seen the the cover to it because I just watched the fucking video. But uh, in in one of the 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 songs or whatever, uh, or not not in that one of the songs, but in Industry Baby, apparently he uh, Lil Nas says something like. Oh, these rappers all have the same flows and rapping over the same beats, yada yada yada. And like, I don't know if like the baby was like thought that may have been about him or yada yada yada. But there was like rumors of that going mm-hmm. around. I don't know how true that is, but I don't know. Maybe that could contribute to it as well. Yeah, and you know what's so to talk about Lil Nas X a little bit, and this is good. We're really getting into the the weeds here. So all, all support to Lil Nas X. Yes, he's. I think he's very iconic and very sure, brave. Sure, for what he's for what he's doing. You know, but he is. He's the definition of a clout. The yeah, definition oh yeah, for of sure. A clout. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. And um, so he started as a tweet deck dude. And for anyone who doesn't know what tweet deck is, it's kind of this app where you can be in multiple Twitter accounts and kind of save tweets and like game the Twitter system, look at the analytics. And I don't know if anyone remembers the account Dory from like back in the day, like yeah, one of the most common white girl or common yeah. black girl. All but those... those were Lil Nas X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those were run by him, and he very cleverly, still to this day, knows what the Twitter trends are. Um, and what's the huge Twitter trend? The baby raps over the same beat, and people making fun of that, and like, like that's like such a fucking meme. And so, of course, Lil Nas X includes that, and it's about the baby. And it's subtle enough that, you know, it gets backlash. But what's really funny about Lil Nas X is, like, there's plenty of reasons to hate him because he's kind of, like, his own industry plant. He's, like, this very conniving, like, you know, and he and he st- steals a lot of people's work and, you know, isn't necessarily the best guy in the music industry as far as just morals. Um, but that's com- – but what do people hate him for? Being gay. And, and then fucking – and so then he gets a huge pass and then people come to his defense and he's like the most popular artist ever because he's <laughs> able to ride the backlash that he gets yeah, yeah, for yeah, the yeah, wrong yeah. reasons. And if you like took that out of the equation, people would just be like, oh, screw this dude who like – literally how Old Town Road got popular was he put it in a viral meme 
like a year before releasing it, oh, and like yeah. kept. Remember, yeah, it was that. It was the dancing white cowboy. Yep, the dancing white cowboy. Yep, and he literally like implanted it in people's heads. So when you heard it, it was like catchy because you had heard it before in memes that went viral. Like that's yeah. how that was so catchy. It, it it's like a fucking psyop. Uh, <laughs> And fucking, and so all power to him. Like, that's awesome. Like, I think that's actually really cool. But also, like, there's, it's so funny that the backlash is like, he's turning the children gay. Like, 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 like that's yeah. the issue with this guy. Uh, but it's just so not. And then I think that enables people, him to just like ride this wave of popularity because the backlash helps. Like, I, it does, it's kind of a brilliant system. And then he leans into it hard in videos, which is great because it pushes boundaries that need to be pushed. But, like, it totally just kind of fuels this kind of outrage machine that he knows he gets the clicks on and the views and the attention of the streams. And so, you know, he's a brilliant uh, just player in the music industry. But it and, and I think that's why a lot of rappers hate him. It's not even necessarily the gay thing. I think, like, people in the rap industry are just, like, tight that he, like, hop, skipped, and jumped and, like, gamed the system and is, like, topping fucking charts, you know? Um, and I think... For a rapper like Lil Boozy, who's an old head, it's really difficult to see someone like that, like, be one of the leaders in hip-hop right now. That's, like, fucking wild, like, wild tough. But Lil Boozy specifically, like, I think he's just a little fruity, bro, and I think that's why he hates Lil Nas X, bro. Guys, guys like Lil Nas X are making it hard, hard to be straight. You gotta try to be straight nowadays, and it's like, I, I, I don't. <laughs> it's actually pretty easy for me. But it's pretty. <laughs> you know, if you are indeed not gay, then it is. It is very. It's pretty, easy. pretty simple, actually. <laughs> One of the easiest things I do in my life. <laughs> oh. oh my lord. Yeah, I don't know. And you see his most recent video they put out like a day ago. Well, yeah, because he got banned from Instagram, so now he's whining about it. Or on Twitter, or not even that, but like he or or did you see the one I saw the No Jumper video and what they like reposted? No, I actually I, I don't follow No but Jumper. It was it was him in the car. I don't either, but like it was just one of those Twitter things that just popped up. But it was just like. Uh, like him being in the car, he's like, man, they're going to force everybody. It's not even going to be cool to be straight. It was like they're attacking straight people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like heterosexual people are under attack now, according yeah. to Lil Boozy. Which, by and the like, way, for... who gives a fuck what Lil Boozy thinks? Like, well, that's what's wild, moral man. moral compass? Like... <laughs> yeah. Like if Lil Boozy and T.I. are like coming to my defense... Like, just put me out of my fucking misery. Like, that's like, like, that's your, because T.I. also crawled out of the fucking woods that he's been hiding in with Hillary Clinton ever since the rape allegations claim came out. And he, like, comes down and is like, um, yeah, you know, how come the baby can't think what he thinks, but Lil Nas X gets to fucking dance naked in videos. And it's like, because those aren't the same thing. Like, what, <laughs> what, yeah, what are you doing? Exactly. Like, yeah. You're being it's, homophobic. <laughs> yeah. No, you're being a hateful piece of shit. He's just existing. Yeah. yeah exactly. And uh but Lil Nas X music, like I don't like Lil Nas X. I hate coming to his defense. And like he's so good at working this and getting the outrage and then like it's a brilliant like mechanism because I like you know, I also like 
I really do think he ripped like a lot of Kevin Cosby shit, um, which is which is tough because uh, I'm a huge tough. fan of his. I'm a huge fan of his, um, Super and that's nice I think guy. my main. Yeah, yeah, great. So like, I, that's my main source of I think like fuck a little Nas X. Um, yeah, I can but, understand that. Yeah, but so fucking I don't know, um, but really fucked a baby because he. This is the wildest thing he said. He's like, I'm not worried about offending my fans with the HIV AIDS comments. This was the wildest double down. He doubled down a lot of ways. Um, but this was the wild, like by far, like this was just digging the hole so much deeper. He goes, I, I say, if you don't got AIDS, put a cell phone light up. I say, if you ain't suck dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lights up. So I could drop my next home. I wasn't going on no rant. That's called a call to action. That's what that's called, because I'm a live performer. I'm the best live performer. I'm the live show killer. You interact with your fans. You get what I'm saying? Look, all the lights went up gay straight. You want to know why? Because even my gay fans don't got fucking AIDS, stupid-ass niggas. They don't got AIDS. My gay fans, they take care of themselves. They ain't going for that. They ain't, they ain't no nasty gay niggas. You know what I'm saying? They ain't no junkies. You know what I'm saying? On the street. Hell, you talking about, nigga? Then I said, if you ain't suck dick in the rolling loud parking lot, put your cell phone light up. You know what my gay fans did? Put that motherfucking light up, nigga. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what a thing to say. Like, yeah. Who let you in the, the room alone with your phone after this, bro? <laughs> my favorite tweet from that day was, to publicist is stressed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yup, like that shit. Yeah. I cannot believe he said that. That was really egregious. And then this was actually pretty funny. He was like, uh, cause I think someone eventually explained to him like, yeah, like AIDS killed a lot of people. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan did it. Like, I think someone sat down with him. So then he tweets like, I sincerely apologize to the HIV AIDS people that, that I offended. That was a fucked up thing to say. But to the LGBTQ plus community, fuck y'all. I ain't tripping on y'all. I ain't say yeah. shit. That and it's like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. Like, just please, just apologize. You're fucking up the bag for everybody. Oh, and yeah. this is crazy. We need to talk about Tia. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's kind of crazy. So this one artist that we we both like from around here, um, uh, she just like had a song that was dropping with the baby that was on um it was the popular a remix of her popular song lotto right and this had came out on her like deluxe tape um probably what like a month before that happened or something like that so she this the song with the baby had been out for a while um yeah. or at least a a, rel- a good relative amount of time before all this happened it had, it had and, been then, out. and then she had planned it she had announced the drop a week before it was supposed to come out, which was before the Rolling Loud concert, right? Mm-hmm. And then well, the so, baby... so just to be clear for everybody, we're talking about the the drop of the music video for it, and 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 just for context, this already is, I think, to me an example. And this is not a knock on T at all. I'm so proud of her for getting this feature, and it shows how much she's like really put on for Winston Salem. Also, by the way, first female artist from North Carolina at Rolling Loud, and first um artist at all from winston-salem to be at rolling loud which is like a huge moment in hip-hop i think um but fucking she she um 
it shows that the baby already his star was waning like because of all those incidents i brought up like the flight attendant the hotel worker him being shitty to employees shit going viral he was not getting these like big industry features and he started to be like all right i'm going to start fucking with like the smaller up and coming acts in north carolina i'm going to start building that base like trying to like be back on the like the real hip-hop grind i'm not playing industry let me like help some of the people that are up and coming and indie artists and so all of a sudden he's doing more features like that stuff like that which already i think showed to me like this waning star and maybe to me that's why he acted out because like he's 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 thinking that yeah it's these he's getting ben shapiro in his algorithm and he's thinking it's the blue-haired people that are the reason he's not getting streams meanwhile it's the fact that he's like dissing jojo siwa and like making music videos for like fortnite kids and like not at all talking about the shit that he was talking about when he was first rapping which was like real shit and so i don't know i think that like that's a huge fucking aspect of the whole fucking thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But, but fucking it, the, the star is already waning, but then I feel really bad for Tia cause she's this up and coming star. This was her first tape. That's her first real hit that went viral on TikTok and is the reason that she was even able to put out a tape and get this clout and get all this kind of, these kind of opportunities. Um, and, and, and for real, like I saw her grind her way, like, all the way up. She was like someone with a couple songs out, like performing at shows here and there a couple years ago. And now she's like on Kenny Beats stream and like doing all this huge shit. Yeah. And so, you know, and she's awesome. Check her out. But anyway, so Tia like Corinne, you were saying, Tia Corinne, yeah. Like you were saying, you know, so they announced this video a week before it's supposed to come out, which coincidentally it comes out like a day after the Rolling Loud shit happens. Yeah. Um, and then, like, she got a bunch of shit on Twitter from, like, all these different people that are like, why would you choose to continue to put this out? Why would you choose to continue to work with him after all these comments? It, it's very disappointing, yada, 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 this, that, and the third. And it's like, I can understand where these people come from, and it comes from a good place, but they just don't understand that a lot of this, like, music stuff is contractual. Yeah, and no, like, that contract was signed like when that remix was done. Yeah, like, exactly. Ago. Yeah, hundred percent. So like that—that that was that's been in the work for months. It's not something that she can just exactly change. And like she she explained that multiple times, but it's just like kind of sad for her. I just feel bad that she has to like even go through that when she really had like nothing. I mean, nothing to do with it really whatsoever. Yeah, no, you know? and that was such and, a moment for her as an artist. Like, oh, this remix video with this huge star I, that people are going to watch. It's going to go big on YouTube. It would have. Um, I still think it got a good amount of views, but it would have gone so big if he didn't like fuck up the whole thing. And but and and the real sad part about it is she just got like dogpiled by so many people on what should have been like a happy day for her career, a happy week for her career. As the first fucking female artist from North Carolina to be at Rolling Loud. Like, that's a fucking moment in hip-hop for us. And that, and now she's just being, like, dogpiled on Twitter by these people, like, yelling at her for doing a music video with the baby. And it's like, oh, man, that really upset me, bro. That really, that really, I felt really bad about that. Because I like her a lot. She's so nice, bro. One of the nicest people, like, you know. And yeah, she's got no. she's got kids, man. She's, like, trying to, like, make it in this industry. And now, like, I just feel so bad. This was such a, like, a step. And, like, I feel like, oh, man, it's like the rug got pulled out from under her, man. Yeah, that, and that's just, I mean, I, I have total faith that she's going to be a force in this industry one day, like, no matter what. Like, this the baby features was just a step, and unfortunately, yeah. this didn't go the way it went for her. But I have total faith that, like, she will be somebody that everybody will have heard about at some point or another. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really, like. 
she really is talented. Like compared one of the to best. like all, yeah. like one of the best out of North Carolina, and like truly should be respected in this industry. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, also I really just hope like, the, the best for, her, and I hope she bounces back from this. You know, it's I think she will, harder, and I also I think she no will. bad publicity, right? Like I do think that like you know it it was what was being talked about that day. And so I'm sure she did. I don't. I, I you know I'd love to see if it helped or hurt her analytics wise. Like it could, just with everything going on. Yeah. But, I don't uh, know, dude. It's so crazy because I looked. I, I was like just looking at like tweets and like I, I see. Obviously, we we didn't even mention this, but the news that like the baby, you know, got dropped by six different festivals throughout the year. You know yeah. that that news came out today and like. Yeah, yeah, everybody's commenting on that. And there's just, like, a bunch of people that are, like, they're trying to force us to be gay, man. And, like, saying all this, like, different stuff that's, like, very homophobic and mm-hmm. very weird. Like, you like know Like, getting the baby out is this conspiracy to let Lil Nas X take over his reign of hip-hop. And, like, these old head rappers really getting defensive about it, man. Yeah. Um, and, and then also being, like, oh, god damn, I, I lost the point. Fuck, I lost the point. That was a good point. Um... Damn. Go go ahead. I fuck. I'm. I, no, no, no. So, all these rappers that are coming out here, to, you were saying they, they're making homophobic comments, like, "Oh, so it's the gays taking over." Like, yeah, I lost it. All right. Well, <laughs> well yeah, he got dropped from every industry. Well, I, yeah. the point I'd make about it is like he can get dropped from all these big festivals. What is interesting about hip hop compared to other things? Like, cancel culture exists for, like, those big mainstream festivals, and yeah, the baby's never going to, like, be on the Ellen show. But, like, it's not going to stop those 50K club appearances in, like, yeah. fucking North Carolina, Alabama, and the Dirty South. Like, he's still going to be doing his thing. He's still going to be making money. He's still going to be around. But he's going to be doing, like, little boozy shit. Like, yeah, you know, this dude's birthday celebration at Club This, $50 cover. Like, that's what he's going to be doing. Yeah, and then he's going to pull up and do th- four or five songs and then be done. Yep. And then be out of there. Yep. Shit's crazy. And uh, yeah. it's it, it hip hop's having a weird time right now. Um with just like fitting in, I think, to the current like like, like T I is a great example. T I crawls out of the woods to do this thing. T I is a dude that like two decades ago is kind of a known thing. Like I was talking to some people about this. Apparently, like, if you were, like, a stripper in Atlanta, you kind of knew that, like, T.I. and his wife were, like, rapey and that they try to bring girls back to the crib and have, like, tiny watch T.I. fuck them. Like, that was just kind of a known and accepted thing. And now that it's come out in the current age, like, obviously T.I. is, like, a shit, like, literally, like, a recluse, like, in hiding. But, like, back then it was kind of, like, this known, accepted thing. And I just think it's, like, this weird moment where, like, that almost, like, comedy went through a couple years ago where all these, like, fucking weird old heads were, like, freaking out about, like, oh, the cancel culture and comedy. And what you saw from that, though, was, like, the right people rise to the top and have the right opinion. Like, fucking Cat Williams being, like, yeah, if you needed all that offensive shit to be funny, you weren't a good comedian. Like, and, and like, I think you're going to see what rappers, like, you know, people like baby are going to tell on themselves. They're going to double down. They're going to get themselves out of the industry. And there's, and like we both know, there's plenty of talent in this industry, especially from fucking North Carolina. So if like someone could take his fucking throne as like the, the undisputed king of rap here, I think that's a good thing, honestly. Um, and so, you know, to, cause, cause part of it's depressing to me. I'm like, shit, our, our boy. But like, you know, honestly, I think, yeah, there's so much. It's a talent. good thing. It, it's a good thing because it can, 
I mean, I, I, I'm not saying it's a good thing that like he's being. Oh my god, I remember my point from earlier. But I'm saying it's a, it's a good thing that like, you know, he's being called out for his actions and everything. And then like, you know, I, I just think it overall it, it'll be positive for hip hop in general that it'll become more accepting over time that they see this shit is not played around with. You know, yeah, which I think yeah. will be a good thing. Um, in a sense, because that'll fuck up bag opportunities for people. And yeah. I think that um, motivates people now more than ever, you know? Um, and my point earlier was saying that, like, I saw a bunch of Twitter accounts, on, like, when I was talking about, you know, um, looking at, like, the thing about him getting canceled. They're saying, like, oh, they they are just trying to conspire against this black man who was successful and yada, 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 and doing all that shit. And I'm like, what? My favorite tweet was... To baby was about to buy NBC. Because <laughs> you remember that's what they said about Bill Cosby, right? That was the best tweet. That was the best <laughs> baby was about to buy NBC. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, and, but bro, the video, like, why say that? <laughs> Why say that, man? It was so fucking unnecessary. It was just like, really, what's going on in your head? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't like, know what's going on. What's going on in your head that you say something and that Chris Brown of all people, I have to agree with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why. Even Chris Brown's like, we have. Why do you do that? Like. This the the woman beater, <laughs> the, the literal woman beater. Yeah, that's fucking. Yeah, I don't even. Uh, it's just uh, you have to laugh because what the fuck else can you do? Um, yeah, it really is just like it. You know, it really was a Boondocks episode last week. <laughs> yeah, there was so much going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish Boondocks would come back. Unfortunately, I think it did briefly. But it wasn't all the same. Like I don't know. I, I like I didn't hear a lot about it. Maybe it wasn't the same writers. It, it I gotta look into good. that. I'd it, like it more. won't be good because it it won't have the I can't remember the guy's name uh, who played the grandpa in the Boondocks. He died. Yeah, unfortunately. He's, yep. Yeah, what, what is his name? He was also in. Uh, I forgot. Uh, he's Friday. great though. John yeah. Witherspoon. John, John. There Witherspoon. you go. Yeah, he was awesome. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, that's yeah. But what the fuck? I, I the baby. Jesus. But yeah, it, this has been a long time coming. His star's been waiting for a minute. And I think that this was just like a big crash and burn. And it almost feels in a way like he knew he was on the way down and like just kind of like self-destructed. Because like why say that? The whole thing is just so like wild to me. And it just reeks of like this bitterness towards the industry and the mainstream culture and just like the doubling down, man. It just reads to me as like he knew he was kind of on the way down anyway and just decided to like – Almost like Jordan Peterson himself. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, like, Jordan Pe- like, I'm being fired from being a professor because I won't use the pronouns. And it's like, actually, apparently he was just, like, a shitty professor and then, like, made that the reason why he was, like, you know, losing his tenure and shit. Like, you know, I it, that that's almost kind of my read on the situation because this has been kind of a long time coming. Um, that's a damn shame. It really is because he... I do like a lot of his early stuff, and I do like some of his recent stuff. You know, it was really disappointing. He really hit the nuclear option. Oh, here's what's so wild. He literally releases a music prior to the apology. I talked about all his doubling down. The biggest doubling down, he literally released a music video where he, like, 
holds up the sign aids and like calls at and like literally says some why what's the bar do you remember the bar I don't. I did not listen to it. I, yeah, but, <laughs> but what was crazy seeing, was I remember seeing the a snippet of the video on Twitter, and I remember it was just showing like the censored bar and him getting his dick sucked and like. Yeah, know, like yeah. No, it was shit. like it was and like I this. I was like, I'm turning this clownery off. Like it, it was clownery. It was clownery. Um, but what was really stuck out to me about it was that it was just so like. It was like an, almost like an anti woke culture, anti like LGBTQ video, especially this one bar. I think it was like we on your ass like AIDS and we not going away and some shit and like like some some shit like that. Like it was just like pulling out all these bars, and um, but what was so wild, bro, is it's like the best song he's put out in two years. <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm being dead serious. It was like. He has not put out a song that good or a music video that good in, like, a long time. Like, and yet it's just riddled with all this shit. And it's like, like, and and you know what's almost funny about that? It was like, even though the authenticity authenticity was about, like, a bad thing, it was finally a little bit authentic. And, like, he was passionate about it again. It wasn't just this, like, hollow shit, like, you know. But, um... And also, he was hitting the nuclear option. Like, I better wrap my ass off so people still listen. So people, the art is good enough to separate the artist from it, you know? Um, but. Somebody, said, somebody said, he's been in the industry for two years. He's not Kanye. Who do, why, why does he think this is going to work? Why does he yeah, 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 exactly. Like, when, you're kind, when you've made my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, yeah. you can say shit. But you, he never did. So, like, you, you got it. You can't. That's wild. Kanye literally was like a Donald Trump supporter in still sold out stadiums. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. He's about to drop Donda this Friday. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll by see. The way has been, we'll has see. Been I've the... done this before. I was a Kanye fan as like a young teenager. I remember waiting for um the Yeezus drops and all the different leaks oh and all my God. Do you remember that was this? Two years, wasn't it? Two it was like it was forever, bro. It was like yeah. the law. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, and there were like nine different versions. Like, I, I remember my iTunes, I had like 13 different versions of Bound. Like, like, it was like, like I'm being dead serious. Like, yeah, fucking so. Um, I'm, I'm not holding my breath for Donda on Friday. But you know what's so funny? After, uh, I like haven't even listened, I don't think, to the past three Kanye albums. I like started listening to them and like couldn't get all the way through, which is wild because if you came to me as like a, teenager listening to Jesus and we're like yeah his music's gonna be unlistenable in a couple years I'd be like no I wouldn't believe you like yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly this man this man made what college drop dropout you're telling me his music is gonna be unlistenable yeah like, no Cap exactly like every album up to them was so good but then again those albums were all while he was with Kim Kardashian and now he is not so perhaps that is the denominator here now that the Kardashian curse is off the man, maybe it'll be a, a good a good one. I don't know, though. The snippets I heard, I was kind of like, all right, we'll see. That's my take is we'll see. I don't know, maybe. Um, but by the way, it's just been the weirdest fucking rollout for this album, too. Like So bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it always is with him. It's always the craziest album rollout. But, but why Justin L.A. Boy? That's what I want to know. Why do we put this man in our society? And why do we give him opportunities like this? Well, what time I, are we at? Are we almost at an hour here? We are at like an hour 20. <laughs> I cannot start talking about Justin L.A. Boy. I cannot. I, can I, need, to go, I need to go the fuck day. to bed. I cannot do this. 
but but another time we need to talk about him academics he's like the fuckboy version of academics yeah he's, he's the worst the worst oh don't all right we're not doing just another boy that's another time i cannot i do not have the time or energy <laughs> i'm gonna wake my neighbors up that's it it's such a while it's it actually shows how out of touch kanye is he's like oh yeah this is what a cool hip person in the culture is meanwhile like everyone fucking hates just an la boy yeah. like kanye is old bro unfortunately maybe right. maybe that's why i won't hit i don't know just an la boy yo i forgot about that and yet but it actually is mad funny to see all the kanye forum freaks just like send death threats to this guy because the album's not out yet <laughs> Oh man, what a time! What a time we are in. What a fucking that is right. Um, the fucking photo of Kanye because he's living in the stadium now to finish the album, which people are like, this is a that's a promotional. That's like he's just trying to hype up the album. I know what it, it's like to be an insane perfectionist. That motherfucker just wants to finish the album and cannot fathom leaving where he's currently at until it's done. So he's literally just set up shop at the listening party until it's finished. Yeah. And it's going to go on for weeks until he's... This is what this motherfucker does. Um, yeah. But the photo of his living quarters, which is just a bed in like a maintenance closet is what it looks like. And mm-hmm. then fucking him in his full outfit just at a soccer game next to like a white family because he like wandered out of his room and a soccer game was going on in the stadium <laughs> is like the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, they, I mean, yeah, the baby just doesn't have the sauce. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, he just doesn't have the sauce. You can't, yeah. This man is insane and renting out a stadium. You, you don't have sauce like that. No, no. Um, yeah. It's it's it is upsetting though. Um, you hate to see it. Um, and also you I, like you know, the homophobia in hip hop. Just like it's just, I'm tired. It's like so. It's been it's so long. It's so deep, and it felt like I don't know. It's so weird that it's it, it's almost like rearing its head in like response to Lil Nas X being in hip hop culture, and so it's getting intense lately. Which um, maybe it's just something we got to work through. Um, and maybe it's a good thing that Lil Nas X is kind of poking the bears. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, but yeah. it's definitely it's definitely something we got to work through. You got to face it before you can get better, right? Yeah, and I do think um, I do think the culture will you know win out and internalize kind of the punishments that have been doled out and be like, all right, you know, we're not going to do this shit. Um, what I don't want to see is that it just becomes this like crusade, like crusade of like. You know what I do want to see this actually. I would love to see like the rappers who want to buck the big festivals, the mainstream culture, and say slurs and do like a whole separate hip hop scene that's just separate from the Lollapalooza, Rolling Loud mainstream hip hop scene. Because you know what's so funny? You could have said that at Rolling Loud 2016. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rolling Loud 2016 was a very different concert with a very different demographics than Rolling Loud 2021. In fact, Rolling Loud 2016 was a lot more like those club appearances of that little baby's still going to get than it's like a Lollapalooza that it is now. Um, and so, you know, I, I think what will almost happen is, and this would be a bad thing for homophobia, but maybe a good thing for music, um, but is that, is that you... <laughs> Do you disagree? (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about it. <laughs> I mean, it would be it would be something. It would be an event that happened. A, a mob track song of all the guys coming out to defend the baby, uh, to defend the baby and attack Lil Nas X would Abusi, be pretty good. A Boosie Ti the baby cipher. Yeah, or just a tour. That would be like that would be a good tour. Uh, that's all I'm saying. That would be more fun to go to than one of these festivals, would it not? It, it essentially is just the fucking like I don't know. <laughs> it's just like Matt Gates touring around doing speeches and shit, music for him, dude. Because <laughs> all of them would just be like, "All right, yeah, we gotta we gotta hammer home this anti-gay point." It would be a little, yeah, it, you'd be having fun, and then they'd say some shit. You'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah that's why like, we're all here. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's why they put together the tour. Yeah. Oh, for that, for that 30 seconds right there. Oh, God damn. I used to leave it. We can wrap it up. But, yeah, uh, I think it's, bit... it's getting tired of me yelling at this apartment, too. So, all right, I think that's a good place to leave it. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Everybody have a good night. All right, Stay much love, safe. y'all. Stay safe. Peace.